Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Modern Dog Podcast with your host, Kate Zakszewski. Today, we're going to talk about gardening for the dogs. You may have noticed with my sensory gardens for dog post in this post that, that I'm very much into gardening. Um, I really love growing herbs. I've tried vegetables. I'm mediocre at that. <laughs> I'm much better with things that you don't have to tend to very much, which herbs tend to be great candidates for that. So it's only March here in Buffalo, and we still have unpredictable weather. It might snow, and we're not out of the freezing zone yet, but March is usually the time of the year where I really start thinking about being more outside and being able to go outside because we've been cooped up with winter since probably, I think, November of last year. Um, And it's just hard, you know, with it being cold, icy, snowy, the darkness coming earlier. I'm definitely getting some cabin fever. Um, So I'm thinking already about what I'm going to be planting. And this year... I'm actually going to do a bunch of herbs. Um, Last year, well, two years ago, I moved into this house and I've been slowly updating the landscaping. Um, At my old house, I had planted a rain garden near the areas that would flood during the rains. And a rain garden are plants, generally native plants to your area that tend to have very long root systems. Um, And they're beneficial for a rain garden because they'll help to draw all that extra water down into the ground uh, compared to grass. So grass has a very short root system and it generally doesn't hold water very well, which I'm sure you've observed. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, So planting a variety of long rooting plants, especially perennials and especially things that are native to your area, can really help to keep water from flooding, um, but also retain water in the watershed um, and provide natural habitat for birds, bees, butterflies, um, all the great bugs that are really helpful in pollinating, um, getting rid of other bugs. Um, It can also support bat populations um, and other bird populations. So doing native plants is really great. And it's also really fun to get to know what's native to your area because there are some things that I would never have thought were native to Western New York, uh, like the ginkgo tree that's actually native here. (laughs) It's crazy. Hi, buddy. Hi. My bub's just stopped eating dinner. Hi, honey. All right. So, yes, at my old house, I did the rain garden, and that was really nice. Um, I wanted to recreate that last year, but I couldn't find one of the plants that I really wanted to get, which is cardinal flower. They sold out really quickly at the nursery, and I couldn't find them anywhere else. So I'm really hoping to get that plant this year. And also at my old house, I planted echinacea. I planted black-eyed Susan um, and some hollyhocks, which... Well, it's actually marshmallow, so M-A-R-S-H, and then mallow, <laughs> M-A-L-L-O-W, um, and those are really nice, too, because um, they're edible. Um, 
and so is Echinacea. Um, I'm not too sure about the Black-Eyed Susans, um, but if you look it up, you can find out. So this year, my house now, I want to find the Cardinal Flower. Um, last year, I planted a bunch of bee balm, marshmallow, um, Shasta daisies, and I did a few more native plants up front, um, but they didn't quite make it because the rabbits were very much, rabbits and squirrels were very much into them. Um, so, and the marshmallow, the rabbits basically ate all of the marshmallow. Oh, hi. I thought I would record this podcast while they were eating, <laughs> I'd have some time, but they are very fast. I'll be right back. All right, and we are back. <laughs> I just needed to give my dogs a little break. We went out for a nice walk, and then we did some scent work. And they're settling in for the night. So we are talking about herbs and gardens um, and what I plan on doing this year. So in the back, I do want to build a rain garden because my yard floods. It's pretty bad. We have a pond right here, right back there right now, and we shouldn't. <laughs> um, so I want to put in a lot of herbs and plants that will help to soak up that water and keep the ground relatively dry. Um, I'm also going to be looking at um, getting more bee balm, echinacea. Um, I do have... Oh man, what's that one plant? Calendula. I have calendula back there right now. It isn't normally a perennial, but it does reseed itself. So hopefully it will come back up. Um, I also want to get more skullcap, um, milk thistle, dandelion. Well, the milk thistle, I just let grow naturally as well as the dandelion. Um, we also had a really nice patch of plantain last year, so hopefully that comes back. Um, and then we will also have, um, what do my dogs really like? Oh, Tulsi. I really want to get some Tulsi. So Tulsi is um, also known as holy basil, and it's an herb from India. It generally prefers more hot and humid climates, so it doesn't grow very well as an annual where I live. I mean a perennial where I live. Um, so I'll probably keep that in a pot and have it grow inside. I would also like to get more lavender. Um, I have rose bushes growing naturally. So I collect the petals from there. Hi guys, what are you guys doing? <laughs> My little one wants to play and the big boy is sleeping. Um, and rosemary. Rosemary is a really nice herb to have. Um, what else? Sage. Um, geez, I can't think of any more now. My mind is blank. Um, but that's what I'm going to do. And I'm also going to be looking at growing some more vegetables. I grew tomatoes, green beans, peas, squash, cucumber, carrots, and potatoes last year. And it was really cool because I had never grown potatoes before. And I... When I dug them up, there were so many potatoes. <laughs> I had so many potatoes. It was amazing. Um, <coughs> and the carrots grew really nicely. 
Um, and I saved the carrot tops, the greens, and I dehydrated them. And they make a nice parsley-like spice or herb. Um, so we have that. And the tomatoes were good. Um, so I'll probably grow more tomatoes and cucumbers. I would like to do more squash. I really enjoy squash. But they take up so much room when you're planting. Um, you got to keep in mind when they spread and how much room they need to really grow. Um, I would also like to try corn. Uh, I think that would be really cool to grow. And peas. We love peas here. Um, and maybe some more green beans. It was really nice. We would go out and just snack out of the garden. We would pick things almost every day and have a little medley of vegetables to have. Um, I also tried planting some uh, blackberry bushes, but they did not last. They didn't work out very well. Um, I would like to have berries, but I would probably buy a bush that's already established. Um, I tried those twigs that you get that are in a little dirt bag, and they just didn't do very well at all. Um, so I don't think I'm going to spend money on that stuff again. And I also want to put in a lot of native grasses um, or tall grasses. Um, <coughs> I really love the tall grasses because they can be a really great sound barrier. Um, Elliot, my big boy, is sound sensitive and we live in a busy neighborhood. So anything that I can do to reduce the noise and help him feel more calm, um, I'm going to look into doing that. So some of the grasses that I would like to grow are purple fountain grass. Um, we already have a few clumps of that, so I'm hoping that comes back and I'm going to add to it. And I would also like to try northern sea oats and switchgrass. So I'm going to plant that along my fence to provide that sound barrier, but then also a visual barrier. Um, Elliot is just more of a high arousal dog, um, and what that means is he reacts outwardly to stimuli in the environment compared to a more fearful dog who may still have the same sensitivities to things but reacts in a different way. They have more of an internal reaction where they get quiet, they may crouch, um, they may refuse to move, um, they may have a tight face, um, but it's different from high arousal because generally with high arousal, um, those dogs are going to be barking. They're going to be moving around a lot. They might rush up to something um, as a way to kind of protect themselves. Um, so, and I have one of each. Elliot is high arousal and Bruno is fearful. <laughs> so I got, I got everything covered. <laughs> um, so Elliot, he is also sensitive to visual stimuli. He's very good at picking up any little movement in the environment, um, and so is Bruno, but Elliot reacts by barking, and I don't normally have a problem with the barking. I just know that my neighbors might not appreciate it, and I also don't want Elliot to be in an elevated state of stress for too long. Um, so I'm going to plant that, the grasses, to help him out, um, and they're also really great plant to have around for foraging. You can throw a bunch of kibble in there and they can kind of dig through the grasses. Um, they can smush against the grasses. That's what I call when Elliot smushes. When he, they just rub their body against something. So it's a nice sensory input for them. Um, 
and they're pretty. They're just really pretty. And what else? Um, I would like to do something out front to help with the sound, um, but I'm not sure what I'm going to do because um, in all of my research about creating natural sound barriers, a lot of the plants that are really excellent at creating a sound barrier are very slow growing. Um, so things like evergreens, pines, um, anything basically that's a, a conifer. So a conifer is something that doesn't lose their leaves or their, well, yeah, their leaves. Um, so the needles on a conifer, like a pine or a spruce, um, a juniper, those are actually their leaves. Um, and they're able to store a lot of water in there. Um, so that's one of the reasons why they don't lose their um, leaves uh, when the seasons change. And they're very dense and they usually have uh, coverage going all the way down to the ground. If you think about a pine tree that you see out and about, you'll see that they have their leaves all the way down to the ground. So when you're looking for something that you would like to be more of a sound barrier, you want to look for things that are wide, very dense, provide coverage all the way down to the ground. And unfortunately, a lot of those are the slow growing conifers. Um, so I'm gonna do some research and look into what I can possibly do. Um, I could also just put a bunch of grasses out there, um, other types of bushes like a hibiscus or bottle brush. Um, I'd like to do more ferns also because I love ferns. They're so beautiful. Um, and yeah, let me see what else I have written down here. Um, I might even put some fabric up because we have a porch out front. Um, so I might even put fabric up to kind of block that off. So it at least provides a little bit more of a sound barrier. A little bit of muffling um, but <laughs> what I'm also gonna do um, which I'm really excited about and you can learn more about in my sensory gardens for dogs class on Thinkific um, I'm gonna be building some ramps um, some tunnels um, some things for my dogs to stand on or to go in like a little cave or like a tunnel I'm using uh, pallets and hay bales. Um, so this is gonna be really cool. We'll have some nice natural things to interact with, to go up and look about, uh, take in their environment from a higher place. They can go through a tunnel if they would like to. They can burrow or go in a little cave if they wanna take a nap or get out of the heat. Um, so that's gonna be really fun. Um, so I'd like to know more about what you guys are planning for your gardens and what you might do to provide a sensory garden for your dog. Um, oh, here's my list of herbs that I wanna plant, I found it. So definitely lemon balm. Lemon balm is beautiful. Um, it's a great herb for relaxing and calming the nervous system. Um, also anise hyssop, mm, anise hyssop is so delicious. <laughs> and that's also another um, great relaxing herb. Um, and I said lavender, echinacea, dandelion, skullcap. I already have roses. I might transfer some of them around because a few of them are in a weird spot. Um, goldenrod, I already have goldenrod growing. Um, Maline, 
catnip, uh, peppermint, tulsi, rosemary, marshmallow, motherwort. Motherwort's a really nice bitter herb. Um, blue vervain, which is also a bitter herb. Um, chamomile, sage, valerian, and maybe some ginger. I'd like to try some uh, more of a root type of herb. All right. So that is our podcast for tonight. I just wanted to share a little bit about what I'm looking forward to now that the weather is turning um, and what we're going to be doing in our yard to support my pups. All right, everybody, have a wonderful day.